Well, hello everybody out there. It's Sita and um, today actually I'm going to talk about a very different topic. I'm going to talk about bureaucracy and the headache of bureaucracy. Last night I had a conversation with a good friend of mine and she reminded me of this crazy story regarding my Israeli ID card. So I moved to Israel, as you know, as a young adult, and I became a citizen, of course, so I had an ID card, and then I left, yeah, now I've been in Cyprus almost two years now, yeah, so last January, which is exactly a year ago, all of a sudden, my money did not arrive to my bank account, let me give you the background. I work with customers, many of them are Israelis, so of course I use a clearing platform yeah, to, to charge the credit cards. And that clearing platform, because they are Israeli, is an Israeli clearing platform. And the policy is that I receive the money within 24 hours. And there I am, I charged somebody, somebody's probably, I think it was more than one person, and I'm looking at my bank account and the money isn't there. So after a week, I actually contacted them. What's happening? And then <laughs> and the lady says, says, it's all on WhatsApp, of course. Um, well, your ID card has expired. And I'm like, so it has expired, so we cannot transfer the money to your bank account. So that's where the headache started. And I'm like, who, who even thinks about an expiry date for their ID card? You look at your passport, you look at your driving license, yes, but I never, honestly, it, it, all this relocation thing... I took care of a lot of stuff, a lot of bureaucratic stuff. Of course, you can imagine. I completely forgot that your ID card can eventually expire. So what can I do? What can I do? Oh, you have to get a temporary ID card. They do this for business people. You have to go to the Ministry of Interior and then they will most likely um, give you, you will be hopefully able to receive a, a temporary ID and you send us the picture, blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to be able to receive your money. Okay, so I, I had absolutely no intention of going back to Israel. But you can only get your ID card at the Ministry of Interior back in Israel. It's not like a passport that you can get at the embassy. So I had to go back. I tried to work around it. I tried another few clearing, um, credit card clearing options, yes. Everybody asked for my ID card. So I was in a pickle. And so I booked a flight. I went back. And the lady said... You have to talk to the manager in the Ministry of Interior because this is not a service you can order online. This is not a service that you can make an appointment for. It's all up to the goodwill of the, of the manager 
of that specific branch of the Ministry of Interior. So to make the long story short, I arrived with the six o'clock flight in the morning <clears throat> and I had some things to do that day. I went to my dentist, I saw my uh, master teacher, yeah, and I stayed with her and the morning after, a friend of mine picked me up and we were supposed to drive down, She what, a, a five minute drive from my old neighborhood to the other side of the main road, yeah, approximately a five minute drive. And there was a strike. There was a strike. I don't remember what strike it was, but all the major roads were blocked at nine o'clock in the morning. All the junctions, everything was full of cars. You couldn't. We, it took us like 40 minutes, I think, to drive two kilometers. And at the end, we abandoned the car. We parked it in the park. And they, I walked. So I arrived after this morning hassle. I arrived to the Ministry of Interior. And there's about 100 people, at least. Everybody's completely impatient. Yeah. And I go up to the lady who's supposed to give out the numbers. Do you have an appointment? No. I need a temporary ID, please. I need to talk to the manager. Oh, 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 oh. We don't do that. You need an appointment. No. I was told that I can get a temporary ID. All right. Talk to the manager. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I talk. Finally, I have my choice to talk to the manager. And I told him, look, I live abroad. My ID card has apparently expired. And I was told that I can get a temporary one. He was nice. He, he issued me a temporary ID card on the spot. And he told me he also asked already to get my permanent one, which is like a biometric thing. And it would be ready in about two, three weeks. So go get a photo, come back in a few hours for the afternoon uh, session because they are also they were also open in the afternoon, and um, it will be sent to your address. <laughs> and I'm like telling him, okay, I don't live in Israel, and I do not have an address, but there is an address that is registered here in the system. I said, yes, but that building also doesn't exist anymore. It was torn down. They are building a whole new project. No, 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 no. But that's the procedure. So first of all, I was like, all right, I have my temporary one. So I'm okay. And then I asked him, so what am I supposed to do? I live abroad. The address does not exist. I don't have any, any family here. Nobody can pick it up for me. How am I going to get my permanent ID card? Oh, okay. So we're going to send it to your old address, which apparently, as I just told you, does not exist anymore. The post office is going to send it back to us after a few attempts of delivering it. When it's back here at this branch, then you can come physically and pick it up. I was like, but I just told you I don't have, is there a way around it? No, this is the procedure. This is the way we do it. 
even though I told them I don't have an address, the house doesn't exist, this is the way we do it. All right. How long? Uh, approximately a month. All right. So that means I will have to come back again to Israel just to pick up my ID card. So I come back to Cyprus and I keep track the tracking system of, uh, you know, the post deliveries that you can see because it is a registered post. So he gave me an official piece of paper with the registry number and so on and so on. So, so I could actually check it. It was sent about a month later to my non-existent address. And then it started to be the Passover holidays. So there was a delay with the coming and going uh, you know, they keep it at the post office for a while before they return it to, to the sender and so on and so on and so on. So it was around May when I saw on the tracking system that it is being sent back to the original sender. So I booked a flight. It was the end of May. Yeah, it was the, I think the 31st of May, something like that, or the 1st of June, something, very end. And then I contacted the post office to make sure that they are going to keep my ID card, it's a registered post, until Monday. No, excuse me, until Sunday. Yeah, the work week starts in Israel on Sunday. I sent an email, I spoke to the lady, I'm coming especially from abroad to pick up my ID card, so please make sure that you do not send it back before I arrive on Sunday. No problem, everything is going to be fine, your ID card will be waiting for you here, it's a registered post, so you have to sign for it, blah, blah. So I book another flight. And of course, it was also a friend's birthday the day before. So I went to, a to the friend's birthday. And the day after, I was fully excited. That's it. Finally, I'm getting my ID card. So I go to the post office 8 o'clock in the morning. And what do they tell me? What do you think? Oh, it was returned to the sender the day before yesterday, on Thursday. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, no, you're not serious. I sent an email to please make sure that you do not return it until Sunday because I am flying in specifically only to pick this thing up because it has already been causing me a huge headache. Oh, no, no, sorry, we didn't. We didn't see the email. It got lost. The efficiency. Yeah, the efficiency of these government institutions of going according to whatever laws and regulations and they completely don't see you as an individual. I'm like, oh. and you're just standing there helpless? I just took a flight. I paid. I came here to pick this thing up. All right. So I crossed the street, hopeful, because that specific branch of the Ministry of Interior is just on the other side of the street. And I'm like, okay, maybe there is a chance that if they sent it back on Thursday, it might have arrived today. And I'm talking to the lady in the Ministry of Interior, hundreds of people around me, of course. And oh, no, I'm sorry, it hasn't arrived. 
it's going to take at least two weeks until it will arrive from the other side of the street, yes? Because it has to go through the post and blah, blah, blah. So um, frustration is not even a word I can, <laughs> I can use here. This was my second trip, yes? And I already see that I will need to have trip number three, wasting time, money, effort, nerves to pick up my ID card. So I'm asking the lady, she was a young girl, she was quite helpful. She said, so I said, how can I, how can I get a hold of it? I don't live in Israel. I don't have any family here. It's my mother, my father. It's not only close family, immediate family can pick it up. Oh, you should write a letter of attorney. Give it to a friend who lives here probably in the area, give it to a friend together with your temporary ID card and the piece of official document that you received from us with the registration number of the post. Okay, this is not what I've been told before, but sure, fine, why not? So there I am, I wrote on a piece of paper, she said just write with your handwriting, I wrote on a piece of paper that I give power of attorney to this and this friend who actually did live in the neighborhood. I called her. I said, I need a favor. Please, would you be able to sometimes in the future, in the next two, three weeks, hopefully, when it arrives back, come and pick it up. Yeah. And I flew back to Cyprus. And it already was summer, so I really wasn't keen on paying hundreds of euros just to go back to Israel again, because in the summer, of course, airplane tickets are much more expensive. And it was really annoying me, okay? Just the, 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 the dumb way of thinking, the way it moves this whole system. In about a month, sometimes in July, probably in the beginning of July, my friend took her two babies, okay, two kids, one baby and one six-year-old, to go and pick up my ID card from the ministry. And she's standing there arguing with the woman that this is what I have been told to do ABC. And the lady said, no, 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 but that doesn't work. We're not giving you her ID card. Even though you have a power of attorney, even though you have a copy of her, even if you have the, the original letter of uh, registration, even though you have her temporary ID, we're not getting it. You're not getting it. So she calls me from there, and I'm like, okay, there's nothing I can do. I will have to fly back to Israel. And then I thought about, you know what? I have my master teacher, who is a magician. I'm sure you've listened to the pip, to the podcast about her, Gaia. So I tell my friend, would you do me a favor? Please bring this stuff over to Gaia. And let's hope that she can do her magic and somehow re retrieve it for me. So here I am. I wrote another power of attorney 
for Gaia. I send it through the mail from here to her post office. Yeah, it has to be a, an official piece of paper, so I sent it. And she received it, and it was already like August, but she had all the kit. She had what she needed to hopefully go and pick up my ID card. And then it was August, and it was too hot, and there were a lot of people at the at the ministry, and then she had corona, and then the, the holiday season started in Israel, and then, of course, you're aware of it that on the 7th of October, the war broke out. So she didn't. She didn't go, and she didn't have the opportunity to go pick it up. Sometimes in mid-October, I think, or the end of October, she sent me a message that she has my ID card. So what happened is this amazing, magical <laughs> woman. She's 83, I think, 84, something like that. So she already has the, the you know, priority of seniors when she goes to, the, to government offices. She went. She was there for two minutes. Two minutes. They asked her nothing. She showed them the paper. I'm coming to pick up this and this ID card. Okay, she's not my mother. She's not my next of kin. She's not my immediate family. And unlike in the previous case when my friend was there with two crying babies, the piece of paper that I wrote for her worked. Okay, she got my ID card. Now, how can you explain to me this thing? Like, it's amazing. And she went and she got it and she picked it up and she had it. Now, all we needed to do is get it from Israel to Cyprus. There are no flights. There are only flights from Larnaca, like Elal flights for like a lot of money. And I wasn't planning to go back to Israel to pick it up from her during the war. And anyway, I just wasn't in the mood of flying and no. So that same morning, when she sends me the message, I got another message on my WhatsApp from this guy who lives here, who's actually an Israeli. He lives here, and we've never met, but we spoke a few times. He lives on the other side of the island. And he says, well, I'm going to Israel sometime soon. Is there anything you need? And I'm like, what a coincidence. I said, yes, I definitely need help with picking up my ID card from Gaia, from my master, who that because this this ID card has been a saga, yeah, just a horrible, poof, bureaucratic journey. All right, sometimes in November, I he said I'm going sometimes in November, and then he didn't. He went sometimes, almost around Christmas, a bit before Christmas, I think. I get a message from him from the airport, flying to Israel, do you still need help with that thing? Oh, absolutely. So uh, I sent him the contact number, and the guy actually drove specifically to pick up my ID card from Gaia. So now he had it. He came back with it to Cyprus. Sometimes, yes, it was just before Christmas. And then he calls me. He said, oh, he's on the other side of the island. Okay, I have your ID. Can you come pick it up? 
And I'm like, okay, first of all, it's good news because it is already in Cyprus. And I will get it at some point. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I told him, look, I really don't feel comfortable driving on the highway here. Just send it with a courier service. It will be here in 24 hours. Yeah, there's a courier. He will pick it up, the envelope, you write everything. Oh, you know what? Let's think about it. Maybe I have another way of getting it to you. And about a, a week later, he sends me a message. I gave your envelope containing my ID to this friend <laughs> who lives in Paphos. And I'm like, okay, who is this person? Like, where is my ID traveling? He's a good friend, don't worry. Nothing is going to happen to it. So I contact this other friend who lives in Paphos and we make an appointment in a coffee shop a week ago. Yeah, it was just about a week ago. And I arrived and he hands me the envelope and I'm holding my ID card and I'm like, I just can't believe it. The hassle of almost a year has ended. The journey this ID card has been through is mind-blowing. The headache, the, 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 this whole approach from the very beginning, blocking my, my, my money flow, yeah? And that's, that's where you kind of like, okay, that's a big red light. Like, you cannot move around it. The feeling of being, you know, completely paralyzed in a way, against the authorities, against government institutes, against this, oh, I don't even know how to say, way of doing what they are doing, seeing nothing, just, it's like you don't exist. It's, I told them I don't live there. There must be a better way to, to, to receive my ID card. And then this whole process, this torturous process of getting it, me taking two flights to get it. But now I have it. Why is it so important for me? I don't live there anymore, yeah? Look, I lived in Israel for many years, more than 30 years. I do need my ID card. I need my ID card for the bank, for my, my business purposes, for renewing my passport. So it was important for me. And I do see kind of a strange meaning to it, kind of like they didn't want to make it easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the karma with Israel, kind of, we're not letting you go so easily. We're not letting you go. We're not letting you have it so easily. You have to work for it. And this very much sums up my whole experience in Israel, that it, it, it never came easy. It was always tough, tough, hardship. A lot of it was also, of course, connected to authority. But now it's a very special day today because it is the 21st of... January and Pluto has officially entered Aquarius 
So it's the age of Aquarius has started. But why am I bringing this up in this context? Because the last 15 years have been ruled by Pluto in Capricorn, which is authorities, systems, government, bureaucracy, the matrix of, of society, the old way. And um, this was like the backlash, like the, 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 the you know, the end of the, of the tale of the dragon that whips you. But I would definitely prepare a new episode about Pluto in Capricorn and then the last 15 years, which were very significant in my life. So I will share it with you as a personal perspective. But this is the story, the crazy story of my ID card. And finally, how I managed to receive it. A saga, a bureaucratic saga of headache and hassle and trouble and wow, wow. But I have it. So that's it for now. Speak to you soon.